Well, to ring in the new year, uh, my first guest for uh, season two is my buddy Rich, and we uh, essentially talk the legacy about this uh, console and games and peripherals and arcades and so forth. Here it is. Damn straight. Oh, yeah. My buddy and I sit down and we talk about uh, Sega Genesis, uh, Sega Saturn, Sega Dreamcast, peripherals, arcades, and uh, here it is. Marshall Media Montage, episode 25. Sega, my buddy and I, Rich. Here it is. Let's go. Uh, yeah, man, you sound just fine, dude. Uh, here it is, Marshall Media Montage. I'm not quite sure what episode this is going to be because I was recording... Uh, another segment with toys and fucking food and drinks and, you know, fart machines. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> 23? Uh, I think this 24? Would, this, I think, well, if you and I do this one and I air this one, this would be 24. Or if I do my other one, then it's 25, sir. I'm not quite sure yet. Gosh. And it is New Year, so I might as well name it, a uh, Season 2. Season 2. Season 2. Oh! Oh boy. <laughs> oh, mm, OMS. Oh my Sally. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh I'm I barely wrote anything down. Oh, I'm shooting from the hip again. My name is Richard. I'm cool. I don't need to write shit down. I know. What is writing? How do you write? I don't know. <laughs> I know. The kids nowadays don't know how to write. I mean they all have fucking laptops in school. Fucking hell. You're like, trying to read their handwriting is goddamn impossible. <laughs> fossil? <laughs> goddamn um, impossible. Oh, oh, Kim Possible? Yeah, I remember that Disney show. Kim po- yeah, that's what I said. Kim Possible. There was like that little weasel on the show. I don't remember his name. Whatever. Oh, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I Am Weasel from Cartoon Network. Maybe that's what it was. I know. We'll have to do that too. I oh, dude, I, dude, I would totally be down. Yeah, we're gonna have to do an episode, or where we just talk like either Nickelodeon cartoons, then another episode we talk like Cartoon Network cartoons and merchandise and all that and games. Yeah, that'd be cool. We do like yeah, just a whole '90s cartoon thing. But uh, for this, let's do uh, Sega. Yeah. Sega. Sega. I wonder if it's supposed to be ages backwards. To me, that makes a lot of sense. Because didn't they do like a Sega ages like magazine or something? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, could have sworn they did. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you later. I right, bye. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Sally. Don't mm, Sally. Mm, Sally. <laughs> Fuck you, gay Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, uh, other episodes are just going to start leaking into the new episodes now? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm leaking. <laughs> After your new episode? <laughs> no, out of my ears. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, good oh, times. Probably had a good time doing a podcast then, huh? No. <laughs> 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 that was me falling over. All right, so Sick. we're already we're almost three minutes in, and we haven't even talked about Sega. Okay, so I, uh, I remember... Genesis Model 1, I think at my buddy Jason's house, and I want to say he had Beavis and Butthead. He probably had other games, but I definitely remember playing Beavis and Butthead, and I was like, oh my god, this is bad. But I think my first possession of owning something Sega-related was actually, dude, I remember, I think it was on a Christmas, I got Game Gear, 
and I got like, you know, a 30 pack of batteries in order to charge it and keep it lit, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh God, there's a, there's a before backlit. Oh, no, 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 remember, uh, fucking Game Gear, uh, it was a color LCD display, it was, it was incredible. It, it, it didn't have backlights, though, did it? No, I mean... Like, so you could, if you try to play it in the dark, you couldn't play it in the dark. I mean, no, you could, because, I mean, like I said, it, it had a little tiny LCD display, I mean, I picture, basically, like, the face of my iPhone SE, maybe, like, the three quarters the size of it was probably this size of the screen. Yeah, because I remember... Not not Sega related, but the Game Boys didn't have a backlight. And Correct. You couldn't play those in the dark. Right, but then they did have that like incredible. Oh my god, I've had all that shit. The attachment, the light the on it, and all. The magnifying glass. With the <laughs> light. Oh yeah. <laughs> you had all that. You had the yeah. fucking the Autobots edition, the Transformers. <laughs> that shit was fucking wonky as fuck. <laughs> but it but it worked. That's the only thing that mattered. Yeah. Uh, dude, it, it's cool. Uh, as of late, I ran into uh, it was a Tasmania cartridge, and I was like, dude, now I'm gonna have to start collecting. I didn't, so what I did was I, you know, gave it to a mom and pop store, and they gave me I don't know, probably ten, twelve bucks for it. I think I paid like three, so I was like, okay, nine dollar profit, cool. Sick. Yeah. Lunch for the day. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, I, I probably used it towards store credit. I'm sure this was a while ago. Oh, oh yeah. Fucked up on that one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. But I remember, I think I had, it was Sonic 2 for Game Gear, because the Sonic games were actually their own kind of staple for the, uh, you know, handheld console. They were completely different than the uh, main generation console games. I uh, I also had, I believe it was an X-Men game, and I might have had something else. I can't remember. Yes. They, oh, yeah, I did have Beavis and Butthead Game Gear, too. What's funny, because, you know, at the time, like, you know, you, my parents were like, I don't want you watching that, but you can have the game. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because that makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah, the, the game would probably be a bit worse, don't you think? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, and then years later, like I said before on the previous gaming podcast with you, I uh, went to Toys R Us, and they had it for, I don't know, like 40 bucks, like re-released. I bought it. And then I don't know. No, no, yeah, right. No, I, I have no, dude. I have no need. Okay, I'll tell you this. I have no need for really any retro Sega cartridge-based stuff unless it's something I can't emulate. Although I do, fucking, just hear me out. Hang on, shut up. Okay, I'll see you later. I'm not saying shit. I uh, I haven't said shit. No, I bought. You're your own speed up here, sir. Yeah, I had. I had a. Um. What did I have? Uh, I, no, I have now the uh, Genesis Mini, which I have modified with uh, Master System games, Game Gear. Um, it has, you know, region-free Genesis games, you know, from Japan and the UK and all that on there. And I yeah. want to say that's it. And then obviously the rare, hard-to-find games that were expensive because I was like, dude, I'm not going to pay $500 for Crusader Senti, which is basically a Zelda clone, and I'm not going to pay fucking whatever hundreds of dollars it is for Musha, a uh, really cool vertical shooter. I never had the Musha or the one you just said. You know what I'm talking about, though? The games? Kind of. Dude, Crusader, kind of, uh... I mean, because it's, it's really cool. Like, he doesn't speak in the game. He has a sword, and he's green, similar to that of Link, of course. And there's really cool boss battles. And uh, you essentially can talk to animals, and you uh, you know use the powers from the animals to either speed up your running or jump or whatever the wow. case may be in order to, 
accomplish puzzles to progress the game. And yeah, it's it's a really cool game, and it, you can totally tell it's Sega because of the soundtrack and the way that the pixel art is. But uh, Musha kicks ass, and I know it's an acronym. I think it's like Metallic Uniframe Super Hybrid Armor or something. It's a really really cool fucking shooter. Nice. Yeah, I've never heard of those ones. Dude, yeah. But yeah, they're not probably not as popular then. Well. I just, I mean, and then they also had, uh, what was it, Truxton, which was another vertical shooter. Yes. You know that one? Oh. Mm-mm. Uh, I know it also came out on PC Engine, known as Tatsujin, which is, you know, the Japanese version of uh, Turbo Graphics. Oh, you oh. just bring me on here to make me look like a fool and tell me all this underground shit? No, dude, I just... <laughs> <laughs> just well, yeah, or I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to bring some Richard on here and then talk about some... Underground indie games he has no idea about, and that's the episode. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to title this episode, Tyler's a fucking nerd, and he's taking his time to research these things and modify his retro consoles, and he plays these things, and Richard doesn't know crap. All right, thank you. <laughs> no. Richard, uh, did Richard even have a Genesis? What the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> Does he even know Genesis? Does he know Phil Collins? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, uh... Yeah, I would say one of my first memories of the Genesis was uh, either Sonic 2 or Mortal Kombat. For sure. And like we said before, Mortal Kombat was much better on Sega than it was on Super Nintendo. Yeah, because the only real difference was the blood. And the blood is a, you know, (laughs) back then was such a big deal, you know. Oh my God, what is that? I mean, and then even, you know, and that's what we wanted to see. And in relation to that, I feel like what amplified that was, do you remember like the commercials or like, you know, advertisements for Sega? They were like, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I remember seeing them back then, and you can, you know, obviously you can look them up on YouTube, too. Yeah. They're just, like, always, like, throwing shit at each other, like Nintendo and Sega. Like I and said, like, yeah, it was the, can, the console you can, wars. You know, um, Nintendo would be, like, all family-friendly, like, you know, little kid, and then Sega Genesis would be like, oh, you know, the teenagers like this one more because it's it's more hip and, you know, edgy and this or that. And they, Dude, just, that was, yeah. That was their stick. That was their stick. Like, Genesis is the cooler more powerful machine uh i mean okay i guess if we are going to compare the two which that's totally fine that's what this platform is for i feel like sega had some awesome arcade ports comparative to super nintendo some cool shooters their platformers in my mind kind of lacked i feel like super nintendo had better ones i mean having done my research and like i said modified my mini consoles with uh, region-free games, like, there's really fucking good platformers compared to Sega. Yeah, Sega's, um... Arcade, dude. Th- they were, yeah, they were, I think they were going after a different demographic. And that's fine, you know? And then, like I said, their flaw was they developed too much hardware and not enough games, or not enough variety of games. But, mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah, I mean, their shooters are incredible. I think some of their sound chips, depending on the game, of course, sounded better, And surprisingly, they did have a decent uh, line of RPGs, not very many, compared to the Super Nintendo, which just, it was, fucking blew it out of the water as far as RPGs go. Yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, I was watching documentaries, uh, Yeah. the 16-bit, and then the 32-bit, 
and then and Nintendo was playing catch up with that. But yeah, they, Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo won out because they had you know better selection of games and. I mean, dude. Longevity of games. Yeah, because they were still producing NES games, you know, years after the Super Nintendo released in 1991. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. then even then, the fucking Game Boy was what, like 89, 90, and they were still making games for that. And then the Game Boy Color came out, which fucking, you know, goodbye Game Gear. No offense. I mean, Game Gear had some decent games. Uh, like I said, I have them I emulated. The biggest drawback from Game Gear was it was so big. It was big, and then the AC adapter had like a three inch fucking cord, and then. The, the you, ga- yeah, and the Game Boy Color it just fit in your pocket. <laughs> well, right, and then there was the Game Boy Pocket as well. Yeah, and so like, the, yes, I think that was the biggest drawback from the Game Gear. Not that I even had one, but I knew how how big it was, and you know, carting that thing around instead of just being able to put the Game Boy in your pocket. You know? I'd say to put it into perspective, it's probably about the size of a VHS tape. Yeah, I mean, maybe even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so and then had, and then even Turbo Graphics. Go ahead. Yeah, it did have the bigger screen. Yeah, and it was in color. It was in color before yeah. Game Boy did color. That was revolutionary. That's what everybody wanted to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they were, I think, yeah, like you were saying, they were really hardware-oriented. Oh, they yeah. The, they wanted to be the first to come out with, you know, the newest thing. Right. And then and they, that, that's yeah. That's eventually what, you know, brought them, you know. Their demise. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they did with, like, the 32X. You know, it, uh. It was a cool idea, and the cartridges looked a little different. They looked, you know, revolutionary ahead of their time, and they yeah. they really didn't have too many games for it. It was like twenty something games. It was uh, they had one called Tempo, which was a pretty cool uh, fucking uh, platformer, and then they had uh, Doom, I believe, thirty two X, Calibri, which was like a weird kind of like hummingbird shooter. Yeah, I know it sounds weird. <laughs> Uh, and then they oh they even had uh, Blizzard Entertainment's uh, fucking Blackthorn for 32x when it was Blackthorn yeah yep. which was also on Super Nintendo at the time they had Lost Vikings uh, they did they did somewhere right they had Lost Vikings somewhere no you're right they did which was also a Blizzard game as well mm-hmm. um, yeah uh, as far as like handheld like Nintendo you know. Oh, blew them out of the water, dude. Yeah, easily beat Sega as oh, far as hand, hand all, all day, all day. Um, console Wars was a little more, you know... Console. <laughs> a little more, what did you say, like... A little more competition there, for sure. Because um, um, uh, I'd say probably about maybe two years ago now... Because I started, like I said, uh, with the availability of everything being out there now on OfferUp relatively cheap at the time. Yeah. Um, I picked up a Genesis Model 1 for 20 bucks, and it had, I think it was uh, with the boxes for, it was a Street Fighter 2. Nice. Um, I believe it was uh, Super Smash TV. Yeah, Super Smash TV, if you've ever played it. It's like a twin stick shooter, um, like a running gun kind of. You're in like a little... Uh, essentially a room and you can move your uh, d-pad around and just shoot all the enemies and then there's like boss battles and you move to the next stage and it's a lot of fun right. um fuck i want to say i can't remember what else but i mean and then i had recently i had these and I, I sold them only because i'm like dude i have them emulated they're just taking up space i don't need them but i had uh gargoyles which actually goes for a pretty penny now um, and oh, that, yeah. I've I can, seen that. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, I think... Well, because I had a repro box, so I think I want to say I got maybe like 60, 70 out of it. If I had the OG box, dude, I was looking at like 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, I've seen... Yeah, I'll look on eBay every once in a while to see what's out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, price charting, too, uh, also helps. Yeah. 
Uh, I picked up Rocket Knight Adventures. Uh, same thing. Sold it. And that game also goes for... I, dude, I picked up fucking Cheeky Cheeky Boys. I know it's a weird-ass name. But it's like... I kind of like an anime version, like Big Sprite of like uh, Mega Man. And uh, I picked it up for like $8 years ago. And they didn't know what they had, clearly, this game store. And, you know, you go online, it's like 80 to to 100 bucks, And then I sold it for probably about that at a game store. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll find hidden gems in stores, and they don't, they don't know what it is. And it's, it's like, kind of nice. Uh, I love that. I'm taking this. <laughs> Dude, like a fucking few years ago, I think it was Mega... No, maybe maybe like probably two years ago. It was uh, Mega Man X3, and that game goes for like $500, $600. The guy had it on 60 bucks for offer up. I was like, where are you? I'm coming. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, you're not the only one who's been asking. He's like, I'm going to look up the price. Oh, I'm going to change the price now. I was like, I'm good. Never mind. Uh, you're a shady fuck, huh? Me? Uh, I didn't want to be. I did tell him, though. Hang on. Hear me out. I was like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like... I even told him, I was like, I'll give you 100 And he was like, well, I know this thing's worth a lot more, and I know people are going to offer me more. I was like, "That you made the right decision. Like if you know, why do you research your item after you post it? Absolutely, right, yeah. Why the fuck do you do that? Yeah. Well, uh, that doesn't make any sense, dude. So you're going to bite the bullet, or else, like, yeah. No, you're gonna change the price after the fact. Fuck that, like, dude. Probably, uh, actually, on that note, um, it's probably worth about double. I don't know if this guy knows or not. I, I, I don't know, but it sounds like he's willing to just get rid of it. Maybe I'll tell him later on. I don't know, or maybe I just won't tell him at all because I'm an I'll asshole. I'll give you. Yeah, I'll give you 150. That's my final offer. No, I uh, no, I I saw on a uh, offer up the uh, R2 D2 edition of a uh, 360. I fucking want that. It's, oh man, yeah. And uh, the guy has it for like sixty bucks with all the cords and the controller and the connect. I was like, I don't even want the connect, but I was like sixty bucks, and I was like, and you're a couple miles from me. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple days. <laughs> Fucking the connect was the biggest piece of shit ever. Dude, I, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I think PS3 did it right. They had a couple cool like gun games, like Time Crisis and stuff. Like which... the first, like one of the first implementations of like wireless gaming, or like you know. Uh, controller controllerless gaming was fucking terrible <laughs> yeah because it was vr before vr it was like yeah. mm, this is bad <laughs> yeah uh and then probably about a year or two ago i saw the genesis model 2 at uh, goodwill and they had uh, animaniacs and i oh, think yeah. it, i think it was a tiny tunes game with the box and it was like 20 bucks i was like yep i'm getting that, that. Yep. I was like, I'm I getting that. that game. I yeah, liked. That was, I, that was a good one. It was good. Although, being a Nintendo kid, I think I liked Buster Let Loose on Super Nintendo more. That's just Buster me. Let. Buster is hard to beat. I will, yeah, Buster was, is good. It's really, really good. Animaniacs was actually really good too on Super Nintendo. I don't think I ever beat it, and I don't think I beat the Genesis one though either. Yeah. Um, the only one I'm missing now is the ever fucking elusive uh, Genesis Model Three, the little tiny one. You know, it's hard to find. Yeah, I've. My original one from the '90s. My mom had in a box in a garage, and like Gen Mo- Gen One, uh, the American version, um, Model One. I think so. Yeah, it has the two buttons on the console. It has a red light in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the first one. Yep, and it has the uh, little audio jack on the front of it. Uh. Yeah. Probably. Pretty sure it's the first one that came out in America, yeah. Yeah, there's a little uh, volume receiver on the front when you put your headphones in, in case you want to blow your eardrums out when you're playing. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I had, uh, she pulled that out of the garage, and she's like, I still have this. I was like, what the hell? You're like, I'm taking that. Like, All right. She's like, do you want it? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. The only thing that I think was a drawback that kind of sucked for me 
was, uh, it, you know, you could only use the RF cable. At least with NES, you could actually use an AV cable. Yeah. Um, maybe it was. Wasn't the first one? Because... No, it, it's definitely the first one because the second one, it's literally just black and then white on the top. It says, you know, Sega Genesis, and uh, you literally push down the power button instead of sliding it. And same with the reset button, you just push it. You don't slide it. But uh, the reset button on the, the Genesis, Sega? correct? On the model, my, my Sega has the Sega on the white Sega on the top and the two buttons you push down. You, are they black the buttons or is it like a sliding button? It's, they're black buttons, and you push them down. Okay, then I think it's the Genesis Model 2. Is it much more of like a square rather than a rectangle? Yeah. Yeah, then it's Model 2. Yeah, because it, it, it has uh, the color cables instead of just the auxiliary cable. Oh, Genesis 2 has the uh, AV cable? Yeah. Okay, I guess I don't remember that. I, I definitely have one. Like I said, it's in storage right now. But uh, mm -hmm. And then I know that the Model 2, the Mini, just came out, and it has a pretty big library on it. And I was thinking about maybe picking it up and see if maybe I can modify it around down the road, only because they have Sega CD games on there. That being said, the hardware is probably Sega already... Sega CD. <laughs> I know, dude. The hardware is already on the Mini 2, though. So that means I should be able to just download the game and just upload it without having to put it over into fucking... FTP client and change all the bin and Q files and all that crap. It was so it was so funny and like inventive what Sega did. Like they had all the attachments to the cartridges and shit. Dude, it's you know yeah, it's the Tower of Power. I saw it, which is kind of cool. I know it's strictly cosmetic. I still want it, but it's kind of pricey now. It's like anywhere between probably two hundred and up. But I should have got it when I was in uh, Japan. They had it for the mini console that came out, you know, so it's literally just mini pieces of plastic that you attach to it. And like I said, it's strictly cosmetic. It does nothing. Right. But I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. They had the, uh, what they had the 32 that you attached to it. Yeah. You can attach the Sega CD model one, which goes underneath and then they have the 32 attachment on the top. And I think they have like a tiny little like plastic Sega game that goes in it too. Kind of cool. Then you, then you have the, uh, the attachment for Sonic and Knuckles too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because you could put Knuckles in, uh, what, Sonic 2, I think? Yeah, all the Sonic games, yeah. Fucking rad. I, th what, I don't remember if you could put him in the first one or not. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly, but definitely Sonic 2. Dude, I'm kind of stoked that we're doing this. I almost feel like we should just do an episode strictly on the NES, strictly on Super Like, just, oh, my God, it's, it's great. I love it. Gay Bowser. Gay Bowser. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's just basically like entering your memory library and <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to pick out things you still remember. <laughs> well, me being primarily mostly retro. I, I do have the new consoles. I just, I mean, like I said, I do, I, I do play my Switch, but I have pretty much a library of mostly older games on it. <laughs> Right. Or indie uh, games that look old. And indie games are an up-and-coming fucking business, man. They make some good retro shit. Well, yeah. It, I mean, the thing is, the, the culture of AAA games is so bad now. And, you know, if a big streamer catches on to a, you know an indie game and there's, I don't know, like there's some streamers that have normally like 30,000 to 50,000 people watching it you know, every time they start. Yeah. I mean, pick up this indie game, and yeah, that indie game could blow up just because, you know, some streamer starts playing it. Yeah. There's just a lot more chances for an indie developer to get, you know, get bigger and bigger and actually have support for their game that they want to make, you know? You're getting bigger and bigger? That's kind of hot. I don't 
what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you later. Too many Sally videos. <laughs> um, we'll have a sexual innuendo for everything anyone says. A Sally actual. A Sally actual innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. I, <laughs> um, no, and people typically know the prices of the Sega CD, and like you know, they, that's where like the long box games kind of came from. And uh, the Model One is really hard to find. You typically see the Model Two, which is the CD attachment that's literally to the right of the Model Two. Right. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Um, never. I've seen it. Like my uncle had it, but I've never had it myself. Uh, I got a buddy who I talk games with, and I go over there. He's like a retired uh, army, uh, I think, gunnery sergeant. Super cool dude, and uh, yeah, I've gone over there and played games. And he has one. And uh, what's cool about that one is it's one of those pop tops, you know, where you like literally push a little button and it pops open, rather than like a tray like the PS2. I, I kind of like right. that. Like the pop top. Yeah. Because yeah, you know what? What if the spring goes out or the motor on you know the tray, and then you're like, oh crap! Now I got to fix that. Well, yeah, and then the Dreamcast had the pop top, but their yep. problem was their laser, so you know, yeah. <laughs> they were completely out of the woods. <laughs> yeah, I and then, okay, now, okay, let's move on then. Okay, we'll talk uh, Saturn. Same, okay, in relation to... I don't know anything about Saturn, goddamn. I'll be quick then. Oh, uh, you better be. Okay, I'm moving on to Dreamcast. I'm not paying you for the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have uh, two JP models. It's a, little, it's a cool little story. Uh, so I bought one. Uh, for 120 bucks on offer up, maybe I don't know a couple years ago, because I was like, dude, like I said, now I have the time and money, and I have the space. I have a little uh, entertainment center that I have set up, and I, you know, drilled holes in the back so I can put the cords through, and it was a fucking mess. I mean, it, it was holes in the back of my uh, no, not my uh, console, like in the back of my little entertainment center, just so I could put the wires through. <laughs> um, was, it, was that was it, was it a wood wood console? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, it's the Model 2, because the Model 1, you know, is what we got in uh, the States, the black model. And then uh, Model 2, it's like white with like a red reset button. And then I believe it was Model 3, or I might have 2 and 3 mixed up. Model 3 was the silver one with like a black label on it, and it had blue buttons. Super cool. Dude, when I was in Japan, I knew they were going to have like cheap shit uh, Sega. And uh, I found a uh, – it was at like a uh, – like electronics boutique kind of like thrift store and it was in like yeah. a it was like in a bin for like i think it was like 1100 yen which equals like eight dollars american and i got it and you know they were trying to tell me within their broken english they were like oh we not sure if it work and i'm like Psh. i'm like for eight dollars american i was like i'll take a gamble i don't care brought it home fired it up it works sick yeah dude um, and I got the action replay cart because I'm sure you remember how it looked. There was like a little cartridge slot in the back, which mostly people used for it was like four megabyte um, memory cards. And I have the action replay making that Japanese console essentially region free so I can play American games on it. Sick. Is it the Saturn? Yeah, dude. And uh, I picked up the uh, region free cart, I think. Uh, over in a fucking kind of like Upland area, there's like a record store over there, but he has like games and whatnot. And it was like $30, the cart, compared to going online, it's like 50 I was like, yeah, I'll pay 30 for it. You know, brought it home, and I tested out an American uh, disc, and I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, the region free stuff is really cool. I mean, Dude, it's uh, badass. Yeah, it's like some of the most like sought-after Japanese games. You know, you have to have certain hardware to play it. 
And so it's always like nearly impossible back in the day to play it. I know. For one, like you have to ship it over here, and for another, you, know, right. you got to have something that can actually play it. <laughs> right. And our only there's way of, of there's actually a lot of games like that. I mean, and at the time, our only real way of knowing in the mid '90s in regards to Saturn was magazines or like word of mouth. Like you know, we didn't know. Right. You know, Japanese games could be played with a region free cart until years later. Yeah. Um, I got. It moves so fast on the internet now. Dude, I know. You, just, you, just, you know, you can just look shit up and there you go. I don't know if you knew this, though. It actually uses a LR2032 battery on the back, which is actually essentially your time clock like memory card, if you think about it. Yeah, um, a watch yeah, battery yeah. on the back of a Saturn is a fucking memory card. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that, Sally? <laughs> These Japanese people do it here. Look <laughs> at a battery, a memory card? Dude, yeah, and uh, I, you know, I scratched off the metal, you know, because it had a little bit of battery acid on it, and it, it works. I mean, they both work, you know, and I'm glad that I have both of them. It's fucking cool. One, yeah, I paid full price for, you know, now, and then I was like, $8, I'll see if it works, and it works. I got, uh, I'm sure you've probably heard of, like, Panzer Dragoon, the shooter. Yeah. Dude, it's a rail shooter. It's just like uh, Star Fox. Um, there is one level, though, that gives me... Uh, it's just disgusting to look at. Like, everything moves on it, and you're in this, like... I don't know, like, animal's like stomach or something, and you have to fight the boss. And Oh, God, I kept dying. Because I just wanted to throw up. It was so disgusting to just Nause- look at. Nauseating? Yeah, it was nauseating, <laughs> dude. It was like a 3D ride. It was bad. <laughs> but the game still holds up. It's super cool. Um, and then I have a Clockwork Knight. You basically p- play as, like... A little miniature, like, well, Clockwork Knight, like, Pinocchio-type thing with, like, a key and boss battles. And uh, it was it was a pretty fun platformer. I beat it. It's basically, like, 2.5D. Um, I have, like I said, Nights into Dreams, both versions. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. I, oh, I do have uh, Darius Gaiden on it, too, a classic shooter. They had some really good arcade ports on the Saturn. Yeah, I think... Saturn was really good for that because it, the hardware was big beyond it beyond its time. Dude, as far as arcade ports compared to PS One arcade ports, yeah. Yeah, so that's where they're. I think unfortunately, they came out where nobody really wanted to, you know, develop for that. Yeah. So they're just stuck in their own little bubble. There's like this little Sega bubble here, and there's like, well, we can you know have our arcade and we make you know decent money with their arcade stuff and then like dude well what are we gonna put all of our effort into and just have them at the arcades we, you know there's so much more money to, to be made right uh, going into people's homes and just having a console inside their house and, and well we, we can we can make a new new console and just port the, uh, the arcade games into that console and that's just like an ongoing vicious cycle like that with sega <laughs> dude cool story bro needs more dragons dragon <laughs> Yeah. Got him. Got him. So <laughs> <Get him. laughs> like, hell yeah, I'm a dragon motherfucker. <laughs> Toothless man. Yeah, I went the fucking how to train your dragon route. <laughs> you could be that kid. Uh, uh that's uh, Jay Barrow Shell from uh fucking like what is it, uh knocked up or whatever, the skinny guy and uh she's way out of my league. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it looks like him too. Yeah. And you look like that guy. And you look like Sally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you look like a gay. Oh. You look like a gay dad. Gay dad. Sounds like a Neil Young song. <laughs> Sally now. Uh, 
Start calling some Tom Petty sounds. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Tom Petty also had, what was it, uh, Mud Crutch, his band before Petty, which is relatively the same thing, him and the Heartbreakers. Uh, and then uh, the Traveling Wilburys, it was like a super group. It was like him, Roy Orbison, uh, fucking, I think it was uh, George Harrison, and I can't remember who else was in it, but cool stuff. Traveling Wilburys, two albums. Check them out. No. <laughs> uh-huh. I got Tom Petty, I got KLOS. Uh, 95.5, KLOS. That's right. And uh, I've probably heard what you were just saying here or there. I'm not too much into Tom Petty that much. But, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for the information. You are certainly welcome. Write that down. You're not going to write shit. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know how to write. We already went over this. Yeah. The Saturn, I loved the uh, the eight button controller. I loved the little uh, LNR bumpers, and I felt like the, the boomerang, the boomerang controller. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I well, and then remember, Saturn also had that like weird like fucking spherical controller with a deep or a joystick on it too. Yeah, neither had or had and knew anybody that had the Saturn. So, dude, I, I know. I think I had one buddy in elementary school who had it. And then I also knew one buddy who also had the fucking Jaguar, and I hate that controller. The Jaguar? <laughs> that game, or that console is so expensive now, and so are the games. I don't know why. Like, I've modified my consoles, and I've emulated the games, and I was like, I wonder, these are fucking terrible. I wonder if there's a bottom-out area for some things, and it's like, Jaguar was so crappy, and nobody wanted it that... It, you know, people didn't even keep it, so that's why it's so rare and expensive. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, and they did have a CD attachment as well. I mean, I never played the Jaguar. I never wanted to play the Jaguar. Yeah, I had a buddy in elementary school who had it, and he had, like, Bubsy. And, dude, the controller is retarded. The top is, like, it's, like, a weird, funky, like, red D-pad with, like, gray three buttons. And then below that, it's, like, a phone. It has, like, numbers zero through nine on it. It's retarded. Yeah, I never, nobody ever had it. I never wanted it. It was a fluke. Like, and, like, I'm pretty sure people, you know, who had it were just like, well, no one else has this. It's like, and then the, the games couldn't have been <coughs> too great on it, right? Like, No, dude, it was it was bad. The only thing that was actually remotely kind of cool was the Atari Lynx, which was their competition to Game Boy and Game Gear. All right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there, I have, uh, I think my NES Mini has Atari Lynx games on it, and uh, it's, it, some of them are pretty cool. They got some cool puzzle games. Atari... Links, yeah, it's it's weird looking, dude. Yeah, it's like a skinny VHS. I love how I just keep relating. Everything looks like a VHS to me. <laughs> you are, you're just VHS boy. Yeah, I'm Videodrome with fucking James Woods. <laughs> that movie's right. a trip, dude. I love that movie. Videodrome. Oh man, yeah, that, one, that was pretty fucking weird. <laughs> it is a weird movie. Um, um, but yeah, uh, Saturn. It was cool, but. Uh, too much for the time nobody nobody wanted to develop for it and only you know like I was saying Sega was in their own little bubble like they usually are and you know producing things for themselves and no outsiders really for that Saturn console and Black just kind of fell and it fell won't you come sorry dude fucking Soundgarden came on wash oh, away and the radio the again ra- yeah you're damn right dude I'll turn it down I just I like uh, Chris Cornell who doesn't? Dude, Audio Slave kicks ass, but okay, I thought we were talking Sega. Gay Bowser. Well, so, does, so does Soundgarden. <laughs> they like Gay Bowser? No, Soundgarden. You said Sega Garden? 
Oh, motherfucker, Soundgarden. Ah, the old Sega Garden. <laughs> all right, see you later. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. I gotta go clean my fridge. All right, this bye. son of a bitch is fucking me around. And it's fucking I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on to the Dreamcast. I think okay here. I remember my first time. Is my radio too loud? I'm sorry. I can hear it, but it's not like okay. Well, fuck it, dude. Fuck it, dude. It's Soundgarden. They kick ass. Anyway. Um, if, if next it's like Celine Dion or Madonna, I'll turn it down. Depends on the Madonna song. Anyway. <laughs> I no Madonna. Turn that shit off right away. Oh, dude, I, I don't mind Madonna or, uh, Paula Abdul, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't go out of my way being yeah. like, dude, I gotta hey, go to their show hey, right man, now. Hey, put Paula Abdul on the jukebox, huh? <laughs> on the jukebox, huh? Put, put, put Madonna on the jukebox, huh, Tyler? <laughs> dude, how much have you had to drink? Give me my keys. <laughs> my keys uh, sir we are not putting madonna or paula abdul on the jukebox <laughs> please step away from the jukebox he's got a gun with like vodka in it <laughs> a gun with vodka in it? you know the little like squirt gun <laughs> step away and just... He, said, he just said a gun with vodka in it yeah he's shooting you know vodka in my mouth with a got a nine millimeter with a vodka <laughs> with a vodka <laughs> wouldn't that be something anyway uh, talk about uh... sega here okay my first (laughs) instance of experiencing the dreamcast i believe dude of all things i remember seeing it advertised i think i had skateboarder magazine and i just saw the uh it was like the freeway um fucking like you know, road construction lights, and it just said nine nine ninety nine. And you know, you see this small print at the bottom. I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" I was just so blown away. Like, what is this? But you saw that nine nine ninety nine like everywhere. Marketing, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it clearly worked. And then my first instance, like I said before on the previous podcast, you and I did. First time I played it was with my buddy uh, Brent, and we played a uh, House of the Dead. He had the guns and everything. Yeah, I fucking I knew about Dreamcast. I don't remember exactly how, but I knew about it because I was, you know, a Sega, Sega fanboy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and our, our podcast before this, uh, I was talking about uh, Marvel's Capcom 2. Yeah. And I was a big fan of fighting games and, you know, playing the PlayStation and not being able to switch out your characters and whatever um, during tag team fights. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Street Fighter versus X-Men. Um, was it Street Fighter? Yeah, I think it was either Street Fighter versus X-Men was one of them you could tag team but you couldn't switch out the characters you have to like wait till one dies and then the next one will come into the screen a little um, uh, little chun lever storm yeah dude that game's fucking great um uh and then on the dreamcast you can actually tag team your characters in and out of the screen it doesn't matter if they're dead or not who are we um, tag so teaming uh this is <laughs> <laughs> This is a uh, Marvel's Capcom One and Marvel's <laughs> Capcom Two. We can tag team those. <laughs> it's kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, yeah, it's like uh, Marvel's Capcom One is pretty rare. Um, yeah. To get it, I didn't. I've never even seen it on the Dreamcast when I had it uh, back in the day. You can find it on eBay, but it's pretty damn expensive. Like there, a lot of them are just the Japanese uh, versions too. If you find a good like American version of Marvel's Capcom One yeah. on the Dreamcast. 
pretty fucking expensive. That's a that's a great game. I don't know yeah, how I, to make mine region free. I would love to because I know, for instance, I want to say it's like if you own a console, I think it's before June two thousand, you could essentially just burn a disc and play it. And I had two uh, burnt copies, Power Stone one and two, and for some reason my uh, console didn't want to read it. I don't know why. Hmm. Hmm. Was uh, Dreamcast constricted by region? Uh, I believe it is, uh, yes, correct. Uh, I know of, as far as older tech that is region-free, uh, the Game Boy is actually region-free. Gotcha. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, but this could be circumvented with the use of boot disks. And backup CDs are region-free. Yeah, so you could burn them like you were saying. Oh, I can burn like a Japanese disk and it'll play just fine mm-hmm. on my... Okay, yep. that's yep. cool. Yeah, because I, I do want um, – because I'm sure you've probably seen it, but they uh, they make a lot of, like, really good arcade ports, like, still for the Dreamcast, and people sell them. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're relatively cheap, too, like $30 and under. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many cool games out there. Uh, I do want the twin-stick shooter uh, Cannon Spike because, uh, dude, it has fucking Mega Man on there, and it's a cool, like, overhead kind of version of, like, Contra, I guess, if you will. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> mm. Uh don't know about those games. Are you talking about actual Dreamcast games? Yeah, yeah. Cannon Spike is an actual game, and it's, uh, I'd say, probably like $300 and up. It's a lot of Dreamcast games, especially the good ones are expensive, but, I mean, you can still get, like, Resident Evil Code Veronica and stuff, probably $40 and under. It's not too oh, I crazy. This game. I keep, I keep having to look up these games. Oh, what, Cannon Spike? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it looks sick. Um, yeah. What was the other one you were saying? Uh, oh, I said Resident Evil uh, Code Veronica. A lot of the uh, Resident Evil games oh, aren't too expensive for it. Code Veronica, yeah. Oh, it's mass-produced. Like, I've never seen Cannon Spike in the wild, but I've seen that cover before. I have. It looks like Charlie. It looks like Charlie from Capcom. Is that Charlie from Capcom? Uh, maybe. Yeah, like I said, it makes sense that it is Capcom, because I told you that Mega Man's in the game. Yeah, and there's, Ch- oh, there's uh, Cammy's on the- there, too. Um, they have, I think it's called like Dolphin Blue, which is like, <laughs> I keep using Contra because I feel like that's the best iteration that I can think of, but, uh, it's basically that, but you're like on dolphins, like, you know, running and gunning and swimming and yeah, it, it looks badass. It's a newer Speaking game. Of dolphins, Echo was a really good one. Oh my God. It's one of the weirdest bosses at the end. I, I've watched gameplay. I, I've tried playing it myself. It's fucking hard. Echo's, uh, very, very hard. It's probably the hardest Sega game. The uh, the one that actually looked cool was uh, Echo on a Dreamcast, and then dude, remember yeah, there was not bad. there was like that weird uh, like Seaman game that you had like the microphone. Do you remember that? It's called Seaman, yeah. Yeah, that shit's so <laughs> weird. He looks so weird. Yeah, I, I used to play with that shit because um, I saw it at, at a game store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rented it and I had the microphone and everything because the microphone came with the game. Yeah, and uh, you would talk to it, and it was really strange. And uh, you can manipulate things. Because uh, a lot of the tank environment would change based on time and how many how many times you uh, played the game or not. Uh, you know, the tank would get dirty or whatever that, you know. Yeah. We're talking about earlier how uh, time was a big element for a lot of Sega games because um, the environment would change based on what, you know, what, what the date is or the time is. Yeah. Um, Dreamcast was really cool in that, in that way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would... I'd, I'd speed up the time on my console... Um, and the tank would be all dirty and the fish would be all pissed off and shit. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Really, like, 
wasn't it Leonard, Leonard Nimoy's voice? I have no idea. I could have sworn I, I thought it was like voice. Spock's voice or something. Was it? I thought I could have sworn I thought it was. Um, Who voiced Seaman? Seaman. You remember South Park? You remember that episode? <laughs> They're making yeah, fun it of Oc. It was Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Was uh, Leonardo Nimoy? <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci, uh, DiCaprio, Nimoy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Nimoy. <laughs> oh man! Uh, in relation to like peripherals for uh, Genesis, dude. I uh, so uh, probably about a year ago or so, um, I had a plumbing leak in my sunroom, and my plumber came over here and he saw my collection of all my toys and games and everything. He was like, "I'm gonna go to my house uh, tomorrow, you know, because I'm not done here with." Uh, fixing this up and I'll bring you something. I was like, you don't have to get me anything. He was like, dude, I don't use it anyway. So he came back and he brought me the fucking, you know, the Sega Menacer, the gun? Sega Menacer? Dude, it's basically, it was Sega's answer to the uh, Super Nintendo scope, you know, the like fucking bazooka. <laughs> so what, yeah. Yeah, okay. you know, but you can obviously only play it on the uh, CRT TV, which I don't have. And once I oh down, man, you gotta get a CRT. I know, I know, especially for all my older consoles. I've been playing everything on a flat he's, screen. He uh, has all this knowledge about video games. He's not even doing it right. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, see, see, yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean. Yeah, I mean, for one thing, they're kind of hard to find because who the fuck's keeping that shit? No, dude, nice fucking nerdy, nerdy I, 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 I know. I do see them on uh, OfferUp, and they range anywhere between free to like $100. It just all depends on what you're looking for. I'm totally okay right. with like a 20 to like a 30-inch, you know. I, I'd be stoked if it had a fucking VHS player attachment too. Dude, that shit was badass. Hell yeah. Dude, the one... The, some of those TVs had... Some of those big TVs had the VHS on them too. Dude, and then do you remember like there's like the SpongeBob VH or uh, <laughs> and then there's like there's the a, the Mickey Mouse ones. Those things go for hundreds of dollars now. Winnie the Pooh one. Yeah, and it even smelled like poo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it smells like shit. Well, it's poo. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> what do you poo expect? <laughs> what do you poo expect? <laughs> Oh man, say that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> um, so that's he gets, stupid. That's that's posted. Is that what you said? I said that's stupid. <laughs> posted. <laughs> oh, what do you expect? <laughs> can't do it again. No, you can't. <laughs> that was that was my Leonard Nemo. Well, actually, that sounds more like Alan Rickman. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, he gave me the Menacer and he gave me the uh, game that came with it. It's one of those kind of like testing, I guess, kind of games. It has like six different like little mini games, kind of similar to that of like Mario Paint. Like, you know, the novelty is cool. Mario Paint was fucking cool, but, uh, it was cool. I like that game. You know, and there was, I think only other, like two other games, I think it was SimCity, I think where you can use the mouse. And then it was like... Mm -hmm. I think it's called Mario versus Wario, or like Mario and Wario. It was a Japanese exclusive game, which is like a puzzle game. And uh, I I, I have it emulated, but I can't play it because I don't have the mouse. What, what's the mouse called? I, I think it was just the Super NES mouse, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be stoked to have one. Just They're just cool. I mean, it was definitely better than the fucking Power Glove. 
Cargo, that shit was terrible. It was stupid. I mean, it'd be a cool novelty. It's another uh, example of hardware being too advanced for what they're trying to apply. I mean, I would love to have one, like, in a glass case, and I think it'd be kind of cool. Just like a a fucking Infinity Gauntlet or something? Dude, or no, like, if I had one, I just just thought of this. Like, if I had, like, the little microchip from, like, Terminator 2, you know, and I just put it, like, in the hand of the power glove, I'm like, oh, yeah, Skynet meets Nintendo. (laughs) Well, I... I do have a uh, in my bathroom like a little uh, hammerhead, uh, you know, wall art shark that has his mouth open, and I do want to get a game shark, and I do want to put it in his mouth. I thought it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, they do have a, a SNES uh, mouse for seventeen dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I, I bet it's probably it. hard. To, it's probably hard to find the pad that goes with it, though. Pad. <laughs> pad. <laughs> Did yeah. Pad for this thing? Yeah, there was a Super Nintendo mouse pad and it, you know, licensed by Nintendo, yeah. Let me see here. I thought we were talking Sega, bro. What the fuck? Uh, we just I mean, we you can say whatever you want, but we're just going like, to digress into everything at a certain point. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I am listening to Foo Fighters on the radio now, so I'm okay with that. So they have I don't think they have the original ones. These are, these look these look like uh replica uh, replicas, yeah. Uh, the original they, they, they one, I want to say, the original one was like hard plastic, and I think it was just gray. Mm. Yeah, mm. see, they have like replicas that other people have made, like of Super Mario Three, of just Mario Face. But I mean, it's not Mario Three was Nintendo. That doesn't even make sense. Excuse me. Ugh, I'm an old, tired grandma, man. Sure, sounds like it. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. Oh my god. Um. So. There were a couple other shooting games for Sega, like in relation to the gun use. There was the Terminator 2 arcade game, which is actually pretty cheap, and I still want to pick it up. I, I remember playing it on the uh, Super Nintendo, but you had to use the D-pad to move left and right. It's kind of annoying, you know, compared to actually probably using a gun, which might be a little better. Yeah, it was... I had... Uh, the, only, the only gun I actually liked was... Duck Hunt, uh, dude. Duck Hunt was good, um... Uh, the one for Time Crisis. The funny thing about that, my friend had Time Crisis on PlayStation. Dude, and, yeah, and to, yeah. Uh, and to cha- and to uh, move from crouch or you know, um, you know, on Time Crisis, you have to press down the the foot button to yeah. uncrouch and shit. You have to set up the controller to be that uh, for your foot. <laughs> I remember so. a, a, a buddy of mine across the street when uh, PS1 came out, his dad, like, boom, blah, 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 like fig- that was me, like, montaging. He basically yeah. <laughs> figured out how to modify it, and he had a bunch of games and, like, a memory card, and he had Time Crisis, and we had the gun, and I remember, I think there was a button on the side of the gun which, quote-unquote, allowed you to crouch and uncrouch. Maybe, like, there was variants of the gun. I'm not sure. I don't know. We were, like, probably seven or eight. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, t- the way they, my friends did it is they had the actual foot button on the ground with the controller. And so you, you push some fucking button on the controller. You know, you're just stomping the shit out of the thing anyway. <laughs> and uh, you just push it down, and that would uncrouch you. And you had the gun. That one was good. Um, House of the Dead gun was good. Um, Dude, yeah. You know, I miss uh, in the arcade. You never really see anymore. Was you remember playing a Carnival with the purple and green shotgun? Carnival, yeah. Yeah, yep, you, you never very, see that very one. Rare to see, rare to see that one in arcade now. Yeah, you don't. Uh, I feel, it was just like arcades have been dwindling. It's like nobody. Like, yeah. You'll see it like you know, Mountaes or MB2 or something, and yeah, the arcade attached to everything else, and it's like 
very rarely are you going to see something that's just an arcade. I remember yes. <laughs> probably like 12 years ago, I remember like Evan and I, we had a bunch of change in like a huge like glass bottle and it was like $80 and we just went to Mount Asia and played arcade games. It was great. <coughs> For 80 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, dude, we just uh, blew it all on fucking spent, arcade games. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, there's a... It's actually a, a legit arcade um, right down the street from me here in Burbank. Uh, it's called, uh, uh, was it First Round? or uh, Vons? <laughs> Vons, <laughs> yeah. That's the arcade. It's called... Um, oh, I can't help it at all, man. I mess with everybody, dude. I love it. I know. I know. Okay, bye, Sally. <laughs> See you later. I'll sell you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but yeah, there's a... <laughs> There's a at the Burbank Mall. There's an actual arcade there. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Actually, I, I know I like to mess yeah. with you, but uh, it's the three story mall, isn't it? It's the three stories. I want to say it's three story. It's two story, but okay. there's a, there's a outside shopping area too, so yeah. it may give me the the feeling of a three story. But okay, fair enough. Yeah, the actual mall itself is only two. Um, uh huh. But yeah, that, that arcade's actually pretty cool. Um, Dude, and then uh, how we've talked like horror before, you know, over by uh, Portos on that same street, there's uh, Atomic Records. That guy always has like horror DVDs for cheap. And I, I've always tried to go there, but every time I tried to go there, they were closed. So I was like, fuck you guys. Dude, I know. And, and I, I think I've bought maybe a couple records, but most of the time I'm like, oh, cool, a rear, rear. I can't fucking speak English. Rear, rear, rear. I, rear, meant, rear. <laughs> I meant to say rare and weird, and I said rare. Rear, rear, rear. <laughs> that's me I'm a re-re that's for sure <laughs> he had a weird like he had I think it was like basket case for like three bucks and I was like hell yeah Shit. nice racer head they have racer head uh no but a racer head's cool that's a that's a bizarre one is that fuck I want to say that's Cronenberg is that fuck no it's it's eraser that's butt fuck Oh, it's man. Not, it's that fuck? No, it's butt fuck. <laughs> I can't even fucking focus now. <laughs> oh, my God. Era- <laughs> Eraserhead featuring butt fuck. The fuck? <laughs> the <laughs> way you butt fuck. Oh, oh, the fuck. <laughs> you sound like oh. a robot, like learning a new word. Of, of the butt? And fucking and it. Fuck. And the, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we've... Oh, dude, Zeppi Zepp's playing. Zeppelinski? Zeppelinski. <laughs> oh, black, black dog? Si. El perro... No, uh, no, I was about to say noir. That's uh, French for black. El perro negro. Oh. Or uh, French Z-Z. for... Or oh, French. No. French for... Uh, shoot, I know it. I know it. Uh, French? La Chienne Noire. That's what it is. Yeah, black dog. Oh. Uh, see, I speak a little bit of French. I, I know enough to get by. I definitely need to do more research. But I know Spanish like the back of my hand. You wouldn't know French. Dude, it's so hot. It's like just lazy English. And I'm like, oh, you sound so hot. I want a butt fight. <laughs> <laughs> <The> fuck? <laughs> 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 you got to stop. I'm not going to be able to speak. Uh. No speak. Butt-fuck. <laughs> Strictly butt-fuck. Butt-fuck? Yeah, the butt. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm too much fun. Uh, I'm too much fact. <laughs> I'm too much fact. 
never have too much fun. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Fuck it till it falls off. <laughs> My butt? <laughs> <laughs> My butt? Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck? <laughs> um, as far as controllers go, I think... I know you don't necessarily know Saturn, but to me, ergonomically, it just felt the best. I felt like Genesis is really cool because the buttons are incredibly huge, so you can't really miss the mark on what button you're looking for. It's just kind of primitive. And then again, so with Saturn, though, and I mean, even Dreamcast, because they only had start buttons. You know, there was no uh, select or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and it, uh, the Dreamcast controller was just fucking weird, but I got used is to it. strange. It's sharp. Like... Controller, the controller is sharp. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the edges, yeah. absolutely. And then the memory yeah. card slot can fit like a cell phone in it. Yeah, and there's like screens on the memory cards and shit. Yeah, the VMUs. And some of those yeah. go for a pretty penny. And those some of the expensive. games some of the games they, had, yeah, they had like mini I like, games. I like weird, weird experiences where the memory cards would be more expensive than the actual Dreamcast. <laughs> Dude, for real. What? Well, uh... <laughs> and then you remember the Dreamcast had variants. You know, in Japan they had a, I think it was a pink and a blue kind of clear see-through uh, Hello Kitty edition. Yep, they have many variants of the Dreamcast. They have the sports one. Dude, the Sega one. Oh my god, the Sega sports one, the black one. I saw it on offer up a couple of years ago for like 60 bucks. I should have just. Now. I know, but sixty bucks though. I mean, I should have just went to the guy's house and fucking bought it, and maybe butt fucked him. I don't know. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were gonna put it in there somewhere. <laughs> That's what and, she said, eh? And, and it was in the butt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I bought. I think I've told. I told you I, I bought the Dreamcast twice and had the same problem with both of them. I yeah. I haven't had any problems with my lasers, but you ever notice it's kind of loud though. You know, like the way that it, it reads. The, yeah, it is loud, uh, and it's it kind of heavy. Cool, it, it makes it makes cool noises though. Dude, it's and heavy it too cool. for how small it, it is. And you turn it on, and the the light is orange. Yeah, the light is orange. And then, yeah. And then it's like, mm, you know, it just, <laughs> it just like the sound. It sounds like it's dying. Sega. The motors. Like a Down syndrome version. Of I love when uh, I think remember uh, like South Park kind of made fun of it on an episode. They did. They had like a Dreamcast. Yeah, well, not necessarily made fun of it. Like I remember, uh, I think Cartman said it on an episode. He was like the Sega Dreamcast, and then like then they had the episode with Towley, and then they had the uh, Omicron something like console. And they were like it. Was, the name of the game was uh, like Thirst for Blood, and it was like a fucking beat 'em up game. It looked sick. Like I was almost, <laughs> I was almost like, man, they should have made something with that. I mean, they did make a game. They should make a beat 'em up for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking South Park beat 'em up. That'd be fucking great. Dude, the South Park RPGs are badass. Yeah, they are good. I never played them, but that's what I've seen and what people are saying about them. They, they Dude, really they are really, really fun RPGs, and like, you know, obviously it's entirely South Park, so it's just goofy and gay and silly and dicks and farts, and it's great. Mm-hmm. As you would expect. Yes, and I was very happy. I'm just browsing through eBay right now. Um, there's one like sealed, brand new Marvel's Capcom. Uh huh. Sixteen hundred. Jeez, I mean, I'm not surprised though. One thousand six hundred dollars. Uh, I'm trying to think what other. Oh, I do have a uh, Grandia too for uh, Dreamcast, which is. Holy shit! This one is <laughs> two thousand two hundred. Ooh, a little bit of RHCP is now playing. Oh my gosh! Like so, they, they got these these like they got these rated, so this this uh, copy of Marvelous Capcom is rated almost perfect. It's a nine point six. Whew! God damn! Sealed copy, never played. 
almost in perfect condition. Fucking $2,000. I've come across actually a couple, like, because I don't know if you remember, I know you didn't really do the whole NES thing, but I've run across a couple, like, of the unlicensed games um, uh, sealed, and they're not too expensive. I've seen them at game stores, and I'm always like, I don't need it. I was like, I'm going to get something else, or I'm going to turn in credit for something else. And, you know, and then I'm like, you know, and then I kick myself, and I go back the next day, and then it's not there. I'm like, shit, I should have just got it. Right. The only problem is, it's just, there's no buyers for this. Like, nobody's even watching it. You know how you don't go on eBay and you can see the Oh, hell no. Item. No, something nobody's like that. Yeah, shit. no. <laughs> and I think easily, still in my mind, probably the most expensive game I own is probably a Fire Emblem's uh, Path of Radiance on GameCube. I think I paid 140 only because it was missing the manual. I'm probably going to have to get a repro manual, but therefore it would be, you know, quote unquote CIB. And I can probably sell it for probably 250 and up if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. I love Fire Emblem. Yeah, I mean, I love Marvel's Capcom. I don't love it. $2,200 worth of love. Though. No, and like I said, that was that was clearly probably the most expensive I've ever paid for a game. And even then, I was like, okay, this is like a one-time thing. I was like, because Fire Emblem is probably one of my favorite like JRPG franchises. Yeah, I mean, if I, like, let's see, if they have like an unsealed copy of Diablo 2, like maybe... I think I've only played three, and that was what I think three sixty. To me, which like when Xbox came out, it was basically the Dreamcast two, you know, and because they had so many Sega games on it. Uh, Yeah, so Diablo three was kind of a fluke um, for everybody that's played Diablo. Um, It was fun uh, when it came out. Yeah, the, the way the way it worked was really bad, and they had to kind of make up for the vanilla launch of it with the with the expansion pack. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, the initial launch was really bad, and the servers were terrible, and nothing really was. All the systems in it were really bad, and everybody right. just hated it. Uh, hey, bud, do me a favor, hold that thought, and I will call you back as soon as I can. Okay. All right. I'll all right, bud. Here, I know. All, all right, right, bro. All right, babe. All, all right, babe. babe. Okay. All right, babe. <laughs> Bye. Later. I I was just singing. Uh, I was singing Elton John's uh, "Crock Rockin'," and then I was in my mind going "Sa Sa La 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 La." Oh God. <laughs> or uh. Remember uh, Van Morrison's uh, Brown Eyed Girl? Do you remember we used to sing? But fuck, fuck, but, 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 fuck, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better version for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he actually redid that song. And changes to butt fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Man. So, how many uh, Pink's dogs did you have? I bought two, but uh, I'm saving the other one for later. For sure, their their dogs are kind of big, man. Yeah, and Cupid's was was kind of a letdown. Pink's is definitely better than uh, um, Cupid's. Cupid's, yeah. I mean, I think I, I liked Cupid's as a kid because of the chili, and then I was like, dude, this tastes like Wiener Schnitzel chili. But if I want chili, dude, Tommy's, man. Tommy's, yeah, I was into chili cheeseburgers though. Oh, it's so good. And plus, Sonic's favorite food is a chili cheese dog, and that's also one of my favorite foods. So. Sonic, dude, well, I personally, I feel like Sonic's food is, but their desserts are good. Uh, what? Yeah, maybe I'm missing, it's been a while since, <laughs> are you offended? <laughs> I'm talking about Sonic from Sega. 
Oh, okay, nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> His favorite food is a chili cheese dog. Yeah, that's very true, and that makes sense, the whole maybe Sonic franchise kind of thing. I mean, I liked the two movies, actually. I thought they were pretty well done. I think if they didn't have Jim Carrey, it would have been a bummers. Agreed. Um, but Jim Carrey being Dr. Robotnik, yeah, that, that works really well. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish they either A, would have like CGI'd some sort of fat suit on him, or if he would have wore like, you know, a fat bastard fat suit or some shit. But yeah, I still liked it. Yeah, it was good for what it was. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of video games, a movie or TV or whatever, they're just totally fucking terrible. Yeah, but this was really good. I was very thoroughly yeah. impressed. Yeah, and number two was Supersonic and Knuckles. It's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> I know, dude. I was so stoked to see Knuckles, too. His voice is a little strange, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get much voice from him in the games, and yeah, um, as far as Genesis goes, I don't know if he even talks that much in Dreamcast. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna play a little thing called I'm gonna talk a little bit of trivia and see if I can make some of these trivial things into questions, and let's see how many you get right. <laughs> God, haven't you already been fucking doing that? Bad fact. <laughs> Bad. What the butt? <laughs> what? The butt? The butt? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I should have went and grabbed another drink. Damn it. I'm definitely sober. Yeah, I just started my drink, man. Fuck. I'm definitely sober. I, uh, You're slacking. I know. Slacking. <laughs> um, oh, 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 there it is. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 Push it out. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing. Oh, man. You know where uh, Sega of America is actually located in Cali? You know where it's at? Is it Burbank? That would be cool, because then it would be, like, literally in your backyard. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Irvine. Irvine, all right. Yeah, Anaheim area. I didn't realize that. There must be, like, a little industrial area over there. It's probably where it's at. Um, I mean, Silicon Valley is here, and so many tech companies yeah. Are, yeah. are here. I mean... It's obviously different back in the day, but I'm not surprised by any big tech company being here. <laughs> right. I mean, I figure what I'm going to say and then mess with you, of course, because it's my fashion to do so. Uh, I suppose we can just talk about, you know, games or peripherals, controllers, whatever as well. But uh, We're just, We'll just delve into the madness as usual. Oh, yeah. Uh, the logo has been around since 1976. The logo that, Sega you know. The logo? Yeah, the one. No, the Nintendo logo. Oh. Oh. All right, good night. <laughs> no, the fucking the blue logo that we know of. Uh but uh seventy six? The yes, the gas station. I hate you. No you don't. <laughs> uh it was founded in nineteen sixty. The uh company well not I feel like what I was reading was in, uh, different because then I was finding things that they uh, had developed like pachinko and slot machines since like 1954. Maybe it wasn't necessarily like patented until 60. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but the Sega logo has been around since that long or that's when? The logo that we know, correct, the blue with the lines, uh, yes, 76. But dude, uh, uh, I found another logo. Um, uh, fuck. I can't read. I can't read my writing. Where did I write it down? Why am I singing an eighties, nineties nostalgia song in my fucking head? <laughs> um, oh, I found it. I found it. The former logo, dude. Oh, sorry. Oh, 
<laughs> and, uh, how, how did you how did you do it earlier? You were like, uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck burps like that? <laughs> they come like that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're making moaning sounds. <laughs> <laughs> She's like all like talking like super dirty into it, and you're just like, I'm gonna, uh, oh, okay, good night. Exactly. Just, <laughs> just in the pants, man. In the pants? You keep your pants on? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I just put it through the zipper. All right. And you fucking me myself. Oh, no, Dude, no. Something the... about marrying myself. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, that's a good one. The Farley Brothers, right? Yeah. Uh, the former logo. Dude, it, in the seventies, it looks like a fucking like thrasher, like skateboard slash like thrash metal band logo. The red logo, it looks fucking sick. I wish they would do like a shirt with that logo on it. Never seen it, dude. Yeah, it's on Wikipedia. It's probably about halfway, three quarters down the page. Um, Sega's first game was called a uh, Periscope in nineteen sixty six. I'm assuming it was kind of like maybe like Missile Command type deal. Mm-hmm. But then even bef- before that, they had a game called Pongtron, and I, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, Pongtron. I just couldn't help it. <laughs> I, pl- I play Pongtron. <laughs> it's not even coherent. <laughs> it's more like a bark than anything else. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Uh, <clears throat> following a downturn into the uh, arcade era, Sega built consoles starting with the SG-1000, which kind of has like a, uh, the controller is very, very reminiscent of how uh, the Atari 2600 is, like just a joystick and like a button. It's very primitive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then obviously came out the Master System. I, I kind of relate, because being a Nintendo kid, the Master System, it is 8-bit, and it very much... Uh, has uh, it had some cool games and i don't think they really were arcade heavy yet so it has its own kind of there's a lot of cool master system games that i keep like discovering uh there's one that's a very much so like a knockoff of castlevania i forget what it's fucking called i'm about probably three quarters of the way into it thank god for save states because it's hard what uh yeah didn't play the Master System whatsoever. No, no, I, I didn't, dude. I a lot of these things, like I've mentioned to you before, PC Engine, Turbo Graphics, Sega Saturn. I didn't really get into these things until years down the road. Just like how you and I we talk like old music and movies, it's so readily available now. I'm like, dude, I know there's a lot more that I missed out on rather than paying attention to newer tech. That's just me. Sure. Yeah. And what, what year was that out? The uh, Master System, bro. I think it was '85 to about '88, yeah, so and then. We're, we're even alive so <laughs> no right but i mean like i said with the help of the internet that we're able to go back in time and play these things now i don't think so you don't think so oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um uh, nope <clears throat> the master says it's a weird looking dude it's like a big rectangle meets like probably three vhs tapes lined up to it <laughs> let me look at it right, let me go look at it the uh, the D pad's kind of funky. It has like beveled, like convex uh, A and B buttons, and uh, the cartridges literally just have like a red label that says the name of the game on it, like Safari something or uh, Zillion or whatever games they had, and like that's it. There's no cover art, and then the cover art for the boxes though, it's like a fucking like blue and white grid. I uh, and then they actually even kind of started with. Um, 
because they were trying to compete with PC Engine and Turbo Graphics, they had like little Sega cards in the front. And I actually found a Sega card. It's basically like a DVD case with a little game in it. And uh, the game was called Transbot. I was like, oh, it's such a great title for a game. Transbot. <laughs> I am the trans robot. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually a pretty cool game, dude. It was like a Transformer game. And it was like a running gun slash like uh, shoot 'em up, dude. It was actually pretty fucking cool. Uh, so, nice. I mean, I didn't have a Master System. I mean, I just bought it for the sake of, I was like, dude, this is cool, you know. And then it, I got maybe 20 bucks out of it at a mom and pop store. Same with, like, I found a uh, a sealed PSP game in the wild, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go sell this. Because I never had a PSP, and I was like, that's something else I would have to collect for. So I was like, I'm just going to go sell it. Yeah, I didn't have any interest in the PSP. Uh, during that time, I was way 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 more into music so i had, I had like one of the first uh, iterations of the ipod dude um, i missed it yeah we're gonna have to do an episode of probably on like some mp3 players just electronics like uh, just electronics in general i mean we could we could like you know come back and forth between it uh subjects but yeah the first ipod uh was fucking it's it's kind of bricky it wasn't you know as big as some other things but Definitely brick-ish. <laughs> Dude, I actually... Well, remember how I told you I call you like this, and then I actually transfer the media over to my iPod Touch, and then I edit it from there and put it back onto my phone and... You know, do publishing that way. You need a computer, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I actually just recycled my uh, laptop because it just crashed. I had two. I have. I, 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 I have an extra laptop here. Uh, you just. I, I just have an extra. You know, bazooka if you want it. Yeah, that's a good trade, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I have, I have a laptop here that just sits here. I don't. I don't ever use it. It's. I have to wipe it, and there's nothing really on it, but it just sits here if you want to use it. Well, shit. I mean, how much do you want for it? I mean, I bought it for two fifty. But if you want to buy it, like. I could, but you could just borrow it to use it. I don't know. I, don't know uh, I mean, dude, once uh, down the road, obviously I get my own pad and everything. I, you know, I'm gonna deck out a game room. I, I need a laptop, yes, in order to do this podcast. I know I do, but for the time being, I'm actually, it's I'm figuring everything out pretty much as I go. And uh, I mean, I, I emulated so many fucking games on that thing, and that's probably what made it crash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. With this laptop, uh, it has a small hard drive but it's a ssd so it's one of the faster ones uh-huh. um so it, there's not much room to pack uh, it in full with yeah there it is yeah uh to pack it full of things but uh yeah you could definitely use it for podcast uses for sure what's a podcast fuck if i know <laughs> uh, what a butt fuck i know <laughs> but fuck you know <laughs> fuck, but, <laughs> what so ridiculous fuck. <laughs> oh man I am, I am buttfuck <laughs> like, like, He has his own persona I am buttfuck <laughs> I'm here to fuck your butt <laughs> I instantly since we're talking Sega I just pictured <laughs> The sequel to Aquaman Buttfuck man <laughs> Or a sequel to Seaman Yeah Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim kicks ass, dude. I was always more of a uh, uh, Super Nintendo Earthworm Jim fan. Same with uh, Boogerman, which was also great, too. Boogerman, oh my god, hell yeah. That's a fucking awesome game. The 90s was such, like, a gross, like, time for, like, games like that. I know. And then just the, the whole, like... Oh, we didn't talk fucking. Okay, we we did talk butt fuck, but we didn't talk. <laughs> we, we, we talked fucking. I don't know if you don't remember that or not, but we did talk fucking. 
<laughs> no, um, in relation to uh, compare and contrasting, um, I guess in relation to the 16-bit era, like the Super Nintendo cartridge and box compared to the Sega cartridge and box. I, I loved how small the cartridges were. There was no need for the extra plastic, like how, you know, the NES, it was like all plastic and then like the actual... Giant like, fucking cartridge. Yeah, and then the ROM itself was like the size of, I don't know, like a cassette. It was tiny. Um, but then the yeah. Sega, Sega got it right with the fucking plastic boxes, man. And they had the little tab on top. So if you wanted to, you know, hang it on your wall, you could, I mean, you know, so, uh, Super Nintendo definitely had some really cool box art and so did Sega as well. And they even had like variations of like colors of box art. They weren't all red, you know, some of them were right. like black and yeah, I mean, yeah. but, I think uh, as, as far as that, yeah, Sega definitely did. A oh, dude, Sega that. took the cake because they last longer and. You know, at most they collect dust, and I was like, you can just take a fucking cotton well, ball have, and clean it. You know, they have you know the whole cartridge holder inside the Sega box too. Uh, well, just, Super Nintendo did too, there. but it was remember it was cardboard. Right, and they had the plastic holder like actually in there, and, and you know, obviously, plastic will last fucking forever. Right. And, uh, Cardboard degrades over time, so yeah, yeah, and that's why it's harder. As of late, I've noticed it's. I'm not collecting Game Boy. I only have one game currently, and it's held by Michelangelo, of course, my Ninja Turtle toy, because it's uh, the Fall of the Foot Clan Game Boy game. Kind of cool. Um, I've never played that one. Dude, uh, I mean, it's basically an 8-bit, you know, beat-em-up, black and white on the original Game Boy. It's fun. It's it's not that hard. You can probably beat it in 20 minutes. Same with the sequel. But the third one, actually, is kind of like a Metroidvania. Uh, it's called Radical Rescue. Really cool box art on those games. But, uh... No, in relation to the Game Boy, I was just saying it's harder and harder to find the actual box for the original games. But you can find the little, you know, plastic case that the game goes in. Mm-hmm. You know. Speaking of, I have, um, I bought Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate on eBay, the cartridge. <clears throat> yeah. And now I have to, <laughs> at first I thought it was really funny because on eBay you can see people just selling the box. Yeah. And I was like, this is strange. But then I get, I got it and I was like, oh, I, just the cartridge is pretty cheap. Yeah. And it's like, but now I need the box. And it's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> it's kind of piecing shit together. <laughs> but, dude, remember, though, like, just back in the day, not only were there advertisements for the games, and then you open up the game, and there's not only instructions, it's like a registration card, sometimes stickers, sometimes a fucking poster, and, like, you know, even for, like, PS1, you get, like, demo discs sometimes. Like, you just, you don't get that same experience with buying console games today. No, everything's digital now. For the most part, and I understand, it it is easier that way. Like, I probably have maybe six to seven, like, physical copies for the Switch, and then I probably have probably about 15 to 20, like, digital. Yeah, I mean, come to think of it, it's just like, when they didn't have the whole, like, downloading aspect of video gaming, you know, you buy the game and you just download it straight to your machine... They, now they have instead of game testers, they have us test it and beta testing. Yeah, and then that you know that's a whole you know thing where we're not professionals. Like you're not <laughs> professional. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you good? <laughs> um, I just couldn't think of a comeback in that moment, so... Oh, that's okay. I, I turned on the radio. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, yeah, fuck you, guy. <laughs> fuck you, guy. Uh, <laughs> um, what the fuck was I saying? Um, 
you were going to say uh, it was my turn. So, the Mega Drive, a.k.a. the Phil Collins Sega Genesis, came out in 1988. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not so enthusiastic on that one. I just, I just want to meet somebody who's just like, oh, man, I got to sneeze. Uh. <laughs> You want to meet someone like that? Yes. Like, Are you all right? Uh. <laughs> Are you all right? It's like, uh, uh. <laughs> um, technically, uh. Uh, the first 16-bit console uh, was Genesis because of the CPU and the graphics processor. The misconception was... The Turbo Graphics actually had an 8-bit CPU with a 16-bit uh, graphics and coloring processor, so it was halfway there. But you know, I, I feel like it definitely helped the sales at the time because they were like, "Oh my God, it's 16!" You know, it's so it's power more powerful than the Nintendo. Right, you know, they they were trying to compete, and it's such a thing that's an, an obscurity among you know gamers and retro collectors, including myself and. The games themselves, like I said, look like little Visa or MasterCards that go into your system. It's it's super cool. I, I would love to own one. I'll probably get, if I go back to Japan on this next deployment, I'll probably get the Turbo Duo, which actually plays um, the um, PC Engine CD as well. And it's definitely cheaper over there compared to here. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, the origin, <clears throat> the country of origin of where these products come from, yeah, it's... Dude, a bit cheaper. dude, and if you ever get a chance, man, it's literally, it's just miles and miles of just anime and video games and manga. It's fucking awesome. Um, Sonic. I'm not much of a weeb, but okay. I'm definitely a weeb. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. I actually am Japanese. I can't be a weeb. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, you would. See? Such a bad weeb you are. <laughs> that I don't even know my friend is a weeb. <laughs> by no, by no, descent. I can't, can't be a fucking weeb. By descent. <laughs> um, Sonic. You know the rules. You know the fucking rules. Yeah. Sonic came out which year? What do you think? Sonic? Mm hmm. Like, Sonic 1 on Genesis? Yeah, man. 1990? <gasps> 91. Close. Fuck. But fuck. <laughs> but? What? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I am but fuck. <laughs> I am but fuck. <laughs> so ridiculous. Prepared to be fucked. <laughs> In the butt. In your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even speak. <laughs> oh, man. Sega became a third-party developer in 2004, which... Yikes. We... Well, I mean, <sighs> I think that would have helped their sales as well with the original consoles if they did reach out to other developers rather than just trying to promote everything themselves. I mean... Clearly, they ran out of game ideas, so they're like, well, I guess we'll just make more hardware. Yeah, it's, they, you know, they played that hand so many times, and fortunately, they failed each time. <laughs> I mean, and like I said, I am by no means talking trash. I mean, I, I really love this video gaming period. I think the only thing I don't really care for is probably the Atari. I will probably never get a Panasonic 3DO because the controller is like a ripoff of Super Nintendo. And then the way that you have to or, uh, connect the controllers, you have to daisy chain them to other controllers. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. I never liked the Atari. I've, I've actually played one and like an original Atari. I'm not a fan, dude. No. I mean, I think it's... Too much old school gaming for us. Yeah, the oldest for me. I mean, even then, though, like, 
like how you and I like records. That's before our time. We both like cassettes, which is also before our time. Different medium, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. To okay. music will always be just listening to music, right? Like, yeah. No matter yeah. what platform they're on. Right. I mean, I know you and I both have Spotify, but yeah, I still collect vinyl for those that I want to collect for. For sure, but like you know, playing a video game that's from the seventies and playing a video game now, like entirely fucking different <laughs> for sure I, i'm trying to think what was the last record i bought it was probably merle haggard and willie nelson <laughs> nice hell uh, yeah we went to amoeba uh, oh, uh last week and I, I found a emperor album their first album uh outside of the eclipse nice outside of the eclipse no classic black metal album from the 90s i was actually listening to uh, death earlier and i was like oh man it's it's them and like cannibal corpse to me those are like the godfathers of death metal fucking death yeah what album were you listening to uh shit no I'm, I'm sorry i'm bad with this i just love the cover art and it was the song uh what symbolic and then uh oh the song symbolic yeah that's on the album symbolic oh well there you go <laughs> yeah that's an obvious one <laughs> <laughs> well excuse me i thought we were talking yeah. sega here <laughs> yeah you fuck you fucking cretin <laughs> Uh, that's a cool song by uh, the Ramones, uh, Cretan Hop. But, uh, I mean, you, you can talk, you know, metal all day, and I'll talk punk all day. So, anyway. Yeah, we're going to have, have to have a clash of, uh, clash of metal and punk one of these days. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm down with you. Like I said, I, I did it on other episodes with uh, my buddy uh, Austin. Uh, he came on mine, and we talked uh, metal, and then on his, uh, we talked punk. Um, oh, you came to his and you talked about it. Yeah, I did that on purpose. I thought it was kind of a clever idea being like, hey, how about if I you know, tell you some things that I know that maybe you aren't aware of and then obviously vice versa. Yeah, I mean, the cultures are friendly to each other because they're, well, you know, they're the same, but they're not, obviously. Right, and, and then they're I think... music, right? music, music genres all together, but they all have this, kind of the same attitude. For right? sure, and, and I think what sticks out to me the most is uh, on that note in relation to music. I, I've always preferred thrash because it's a perfect combination of metal and punk in my mind true it's a faster heavier punk that's really what it is yep and then you know the 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 lyrics are usually completely different like oh absolutely punk punk is always like anti-government and you know anarchy and whatever that type of stuff (laughs) and then you know the thrash bands want to get more mystical and dark with it and that's fine Yeah. yeah um Sega is actually an abbreviation for uh, service games. I didn't know that. I'd rather just call it Sega. <laughs> service games? Yeah. Service games. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. I know, right? SEGA, <laughs> um, yeah, service games, I guess. Um, first initialized in 1954, like I said, for the slot machine Diamond Star. 1954? Good year. Good, good year. Yeah. Eisenhower. <laughs> totally. Yes, good year. Eisenhower. <laughs> okay. Um, 19, uh, go, uh, 1982's Zaxxon was the first isometric shooting game, which is actually pretty cool that they did that. I want to say it was also ported to, yeah, it was on the Master System. I remember playing it. And I want to say NES. I'm not sure. I definitely have seen it on other platforms, though, Zaxxon, the shooter. Mm, just, um, uh, yeah, that's, it's a lot older than I thought it was. Dude, a little fun fact about uh, the Master System, though. It was uh, still mass-produced and played in Brazil up until 2016, and they made a lot of games for it still. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, in Brazil. Wow. Yeah. That's really random. I know, dude. I bet if we went to, like, South America, they'd probably be like, 
You guys want to play butt fuck for mattresses? <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck butt. <laughs> I fuck butt. Do you fuck butt? <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> How What are you? Uh, what are you sipping on there, little girl? <laughs> I got uh, little fancy stuff. It's called a uh, Lindenman strawberry. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's a strong, uh, strawberry lambic beer. Okay. It's a, it's a sour beer. You've had sour beers before? I mean, I've definitely had IPA, which is bitter. Yeah, sour, sour beers is a bit different. Uh, not so much the bitterness, uh, more about the taste. And uh, Usually sour beers are purely made with uh, one type of fruit in mind, so this one's strawberry. Right on. Um, so it... it like you ever had? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had those uh, cherry gelatins from uh, Seas Candy? Never heard of it. Shot, shot. Nope. No. <laughs> you don't even know fucking Seas Candy? I know what it is, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, they have these uh, strawberry gelatin candies at Seas Candy, and that's kind of what the beer tastes like. Nice. Um, I love Seas Candy. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Outrun. I don't know if you ever played that uh, racing game. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like Outrun. Yeah. Yeah. In the arcade. Yeah. yeah. Outrun. Uh, on that note, it came out in '86 and was the best-selling arcade cabinet in the '80s, and I Dude, believe it's it. It's fucking cool as fuck. <laughs> it is cool. I, I want to say it was. Yeah. They also ported it to the Saturn. I remember. Yeah. And fuck. Uh, I think yeah, the other. Con- <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> you and your your fucks. Well, I am a sailor, dude. What do you want me to say? Lur. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. 89 to 94, the Genesis had a lot of success, and the Genesis launch was overshadowed by Nintendo's... Which which game do you think at the time? Think about it. Remember, it came out 88, 89. Take a guess. It's going to be a Mario game, right? Okay, which one do you think? Fucking... I'll say Mario 1. Nah, dude. Cause, Mario uh, 2? No, because Mario 3, because uh, Wizard, the movie came out at the time with Fred Savage, and that was like America's advertisement for uh, Mario 3. And because uh, Mario... Oh, that, yeah, that kid, that kid in the, right? There, yeah. In the tournament? Yeah. And uh, fucking uh, Tobey Maguire is in it, too. He's like one of the like the little like bad kids, like lackeys, I guess. I don't really, think, really, yeah. really young Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Uh, two years later, actually, 1990, Game Gear launched. And I think that was their answer. They were like, oh, no, because Game Boy came out a year before. we got to make something. And, uh, yeah. Uh, What? What year did uh, Mario 3 come out? According to what I read, it said... um, When the Genesis launched, 88. So it must have been in, like, Japan, I'm guessing. is Because I want to say... I thought it came out here in 1990. In the States. Mario 3? Yeah, I want to say it was a little later. I actually, oh, dude, speaking of which, I actually have a really cool, uh, I picked it up at like a jank-ass, like, Chula Vista, National City, San Diego um, swap meet, the original official, like, Nintendo Super Mario 3 poster, and uh, I kept it in my closet at my apartment, and my fucking girl cat uh, chewed up the corners of it. <laughs> it's still good, though, in the tube? 
No, I, I didn't have a tube. I mean, I, I put all of my, like, video game posters and shit, like, on my ceiling in my garage. But in the event of everything I told you, I, I have everything in storage right now. I still have the poster. Oh, okay. Because, uh, yeah, um, the posters that I get, that I want to, they have tubes for them. I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah. You can actually put protective tubes, uh, your, you know, your valuable posters in protective tubes just yeah. for storage. Um, um, but as I'm looking, uh, in Japan on October 23rd, 1988, um, Super Mario 3 came out in Japan. Okay. What about the States? Uh, in North America on February 12th, 1990. Yeah, see? And in Europe, August 29th, 1991. It's such a good game, though. Oh, my God. See, I, didn't, I didn't even realize the Mario franchise is that fucking old. Yeah, dude. The first one was probably, what, 85, I think? And, uh, Mario, Mario 1 released it? Well, at least that. Because remember, even before that, there was Mario Bros. It was like the uh, one where it's like the pipes, like left and right. You know, it's and you you hit like the pow button, and then you hit the shells, and you essentially just collect the coins. Yeah. Okay, so the first, first Mario on NES... Was 85? 85, yeah. I know my shit. Good job. Mm, yes. Then, uh, even before then, uh, Donkey Kong, when mm-hmm. Mario was introduced. Yeah, Jumpman. Even, even, even earlier than that. Yeah, his name was uh, Jumpman. In, uh, Jumpman, yeah. Yep. He's, try- he's still trying to save that dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 be a, don't be Mr. Save-A-Ho. That's what told me. <laughs> he's, try- he's trying to get those peaches, if you know what I mean. Those peaches cheeks. Peaches cheeks is butt fuck. Peaches cheeks is butt fuck. That pussy must be real, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> by, uh, by 2001, Dreamcast was discontinued due to a 75% profit drop. That's insane. A year and a half before the launch of the Dreamcast. Yeah. Probably, Ooh. yeah, probably because of the uh, Saturn. It just. They, they should have just, I don't know, just stuck it out with a Genesis or something. or I, I don't know. I think it was just bad marketing in uh, the States. Bad timing. Yeah, I mean, because cause remember how I told you uh, uh, PlayStation was actually supposed to team up in uh, 1991, 92, around the time when the Super Nintendo launched. Because, um, uh, excuse me. Dude, you and me both, man. Well, I did just have a sandwich, but uh, um, you burp, burping sandwich right now. I'm burping sandwich. Uh, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sony actually pitched to uh, Nintendo. They were like, "Hey, how about we do a CD add-on with your uh, console, and we, you know, cut a profit off of it." And uh, Nintendo was like, "No, do your own thing." So then, obviously, what? Fast forward four years later, they thusly the Sony PlayStation. Otherwise, yeah, it would have been a Nintendo product. Uh, it's uh, competition. Is that saying comp- competition? Uh, I'm not saying it right, but it's like something along the lines of you know, competition creates innovation. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah, so you know, who knows what if you know Nintendo would have done if they didn't have Sony and uh, Sega crawling up their backside trying to you know beat them out. Um, you know, I mean, and then. It, at the time when the PlayStation launched, I mean, you could tell that it looked like uh, the Nintendo 64 was like, oh shit, we're still in the era of cartridges, we gotta do something, so... Yeah, that was a, that was probably one of the more dangerous times for Nintendo, because they're on older technology still. Right, and then they obviously attempted with the small discs for GameCube so they couldn't be pirated, because they found out the Dreamcast games were being pirated, and um, that's why they had smaller discs, but... uh. 
uh, in relation to the 64, I, I mean, I'm assuming you knew. Uh, I, I've never seen one in person, nor have I ever had a desire to own one. But, you know, they had a disk drive. It was like a floppy disk system on the bottom of the 64. I believe, yeah. I, I've known of that, yeah. And I want to say it was just called the DD. I'm assuming it's disk drive. But uh, what's funny is, you uh-huh. know, even before that, the Japanese version of the original NES is, you know, the Famicom, and then there was also the FDS, the Famicom Disk System, which uh, had a little uh, belt that would read your floppy disk, and it would essentially have two games on there. But also what was cool in Japan was they had a uh, essentially like a FDS kiosk that kind of like, I guess, how like Redbox would work. You would put, you know, the Famicom Disk System in there and basically rewrite a game on there that you wanted, and you would just pay for it and bring it home and play it. Hmm. Yeah, kind of fucking cool. That's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Mom, you want to go to the kiosk with my fucking console and do some weird shit? <laughs> yeah, because that's... <laughs> uh, sure, sonny boy. Yeah, because that's exactly how the Japanese talk. You're right. <laughs> I don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I hear there's this cool game called Buttfuck. I really want to play. Oh, grandmother. You want me to speak like that next time? <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> oh man, Master Richardson. Oh, very good. Richardson. Being a dis- great dishonor to your family. <laughs> so, so wrong in so many levels. I'm still surprised. I'm fine. I actually am Japanese. I know, but I just think it's funny that it made me think, uh, like how Christmas Story is in band. You know, like at the end, the fa ra 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 ra. Like, come on, man. Like, it's fucking funny, but I'm sure it pissed off. You know that. Oh, you know what's even worse? What? Breakfast at Tiffany's. The uh, shoot! Oh my god. The Audrey Hepburn movie. Yeah, Mickey Rourke plays a Chinese man. I guess I don't remember. I've definitely seen the movie, but I don't, I oh guess. Oh, Lord. I watch a lot of old uh, movies, too. Yeah, Breakfast at Timmy is a fucking strange-ass movie, but yeah. Yeah, Mickey Rourke plays a Chinese man. He's obviously not Chinese. And he has, right. like, the most, like, stereotypical Chinese accent. He didn't even try to be, like, legit with it. It was just like, oh, haro, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> eh, whatever, you know, it was probably, what, maybe early 60s, late 50s or something. Yeah, and different you know, times. Acting, acting, and you know, are they, how are they going to find a Chinese guy, like speaking <laughs> English, and then try to play a Chinese guy as a as a landlord speaking English in, at that time? It's just like it's impossible. <laughs> cool story, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, you going to go finish your dog or what? <laughs> Yeah, my uh, I got my uh, little house dog down there cooking up. You know, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I meant your hot dog, bro. <laughs> I ate my first one. I told you I got the second one for later. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> well. Well. Sometime. Yeah, Xeno Gears. <laughs> that's a Xeno. that's a fighting game, isn't it? Yeah, Guilty Gear, Xeno Gear. Yeah. Well, isn't there no? Because then there's Xeno Blade, and then there's there's a. Am I thinking it? No, because then there's like Guilty Gear, which was another game. But Guilty then Gear is the fighting game. <laughs> yeah. What's the? 
There's another one, though, on, like, PS1 that's, like, a JRPG, like, Xeno something. I can't remember what it's called. There's, uh... Maybe it is Xeno Gears. You sh- I think it is, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Xeno Gear. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fighting game. And I want to say they ported it also to the PS3. It was, like, obviously an HD version of it. Yeah, Xeno Gears, yeah. Fighting yeah. Game. Well, no, I, I want to say there was a, uh, RPG. Holy shit. What? You got a Xeno... <laughs> We got a 9.6 Xeno Gears un- uh, unsealed for four thousand dollars. I'll pass. What the fuck? What the butt fuck? I did not expect that. Nor did she. The butt fuck? <laughs> yes. They <laughs> <I> never do. <laughs> wrong hole. Wrong hole. Wrong hole. <laughs> wrong hole. Wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I love Asians. I mean, uh, they're great. I, uh, have we talked like Jack specific toys like on the last episode? I actually have, um, it's Sonic Tails and Knuckles in like a little orb type ball. And, uh, it's Jack's, basically, yeah. it's, it's like a Hot Wheels track that it, they're supposed to go on, but the track thing is like super expensive. So, I mean, I just kept them in the box. They're kind of cool. And then, uh, when I was at Big Lots like a couple months ago, I remember there was like some Sonic plushies and the box was empty. It's like a store display of like Sonic. And I was like, uh, can I have this? And they were like, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I used to do that same shit. Like if, if someone, if they were like having a release party at like GameStop or something. Yeah. They had all the displays up. And yeah. Like, what are you guys, what are you guys going to do anything with this? Uh, when, once it's done, like we're just going to throw it away. It's like, uh, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, store display shit's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of silly, obviously. Like, what the fuck do you actually need that for? But I mean, dude, if, I'm... If you, I'm have a, if you have a game room, yeah, it adds an extra touch to it. I mean, I'm one to talk. I, uh, right now at McDonald's, they're doing a promotion for the new, you know, Mario Brothers movie. And, like, the little Happy Meal box is Mario, and it came with a Luigi toy. I was like, I'm keeping that. Wait, is it, is it like good quality and shit? <clears throat> the uh, toy, I mean, it looks like it is. The box is like the traditional, you know, just, it's a fucking box. You know, it has one side with the red and then the yellow arches, and then the other three sides are like basically stills from the movie. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Nice. I mean, some of those, I mean, things are worth money. Like, I've seen like some of the Super Mario 3 promotion boxes go for a lot of fucking money. I'm like, it's a box, but whatever. Yeah, um, like McDonald's toys. Yeah. Like- the original uh, Pokemon balls with the gold cards in them? That was Burger King, but yes, I used to have those. Oh, was it Burger King? It was Burger King, brother. Uh, Fuck. Anyway, uh, <laughs> those, in, those in good condition go for a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, I remember when the SpongeBob movie came out, they had SpongeBob watches at Burger King. I had all those, too. Yeah, I think uh, the Batman cups from, were from McDonald's. Yeah. Remember those black yeah. Batman cups? Yeah. It was like a two different ones i missed do you remember like the like totally like magic school bus looking like rip off like cartoon box art on like the uh quote-unquote happy meals that like carl's jr had mm-hmm. or maybe was it Car- was it carl's or maybe it was burger king yeah there was like a little redhead kid in like a wheelchair like a blonde girl like a black dude and i don't know like there was some cool shit <laughs> man uh <laughs> I don't remember a lot of that stuff. Like, I'll remember, like, specific few things that yeah. came in, like, those little kid meal things, but, yeah, I don't really even remember that one. Dude, yeah. <clears throat> it was it was some cool stuff. Uh, I think it was Burger King. Um, yeah, I mean, all the, all the kids' toys from the 90s, like, in those kids' meals are, like, 
so much better than they are now. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I picked up at an antique store. It was a Mario Brothers three toy from a McDonald's in the package. I only paid ten bucks for it, and it was a little bobblehead. I probably should have kept it in the package, but I put it on my desk. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I have some pops that I'll keep in the packaging. Oh yeah. But for the most part, I'll just have them on like out of the box on display. Yeah, I. I, I if I find it in the box, I leave it in the box. I don't touch it. But uh, out of the box, I found uh, Wolverine, um, Frieza. I think it was Frieza, like his second form or something, or the the final form. That's what it was. Yeah. And then uh, I, Donatello. Uh, there's a couple ones that I'm going to keep in the box because they'll always be popular. Like I have some Jimi Hendrix ones. Um, oh, cool. I have some Van Halen ones. Uh, like, music like that is just always going to be popular, so... Dude, there's um, a... The antique store down the street from me has a... I want to say they have Lars uh, Ulrich and I think Robert Trujillo, like, outside of the box. But they're, like, 20-something apiece. I was like, eh, I don't need to spend that. Yeah. And, you know, I have uh, a bunch of other pops outside, but it's, like, Thor and a bunch of Marvel stuff. And, uh, I, I mean, personally, I enjoy it, but I don't think... You know, pe- people will see value in it, like, years and years and years, like... Down the road? Think, no. Yeah, like, like Thor's, probably not, but maybe some Joker and Batman stuff, maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But the, the, the music ones are, I think, in my opinion, are worth keeping, and keeping the best quality you can, because Jimmy and, like, Van Halen and all those, you know, yeah. really, really, really famous musicians, those will always be known, and, you know, people will always discover them, and be like, oh, wow, they are really... Yeah. You know, I think the only music one I have is the Iggy Pop one, and I think I paid maybe like... That's cool, yeah. Iggy yeah. Pop, fuck yeah. I think we, we just watched uh, Cry Baby last night. <laughs> oh, dude, the Johnny Depp movie? Yeah. Nice. Iggy Pop's, Iggy Pop's in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have some. I have a horror collection of Pops, too. I don't think I have any horror Pops. <coughs> I have Ghost in the Shell, because um, I'm a weeb. I have a... Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, the first one I picked up of all fucking places was at like FedEx for like six dollars because the box was beat up. But it was a uh, Morty from Rick and Morty. Nice. I yeah, never yeah, thought yeah. I was gonna collect those things, and I was like, I always talked shit on those toys, and then I, I got it, and then I was like, well, I found all these other ones. I might as well just start collecting them. Yeah, I mean they're they're meant to just be displayed, like yeah. And you know they're not really like action figures where you can play with them or nothing. And no. Not that, you know, we're too old for that, obviously now, but. Um, yeah, they're cool little trinkets and like mementos. What do, you mean, what do you mean, dude? I'm sitting in my underwear playing with my G.I. Joes and He-Man toys right now. I mean, now. I wouldn't hold it against you if you were, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got uh, Dracula, some Dracula pops. I have Regan from Exorcist. Uh, got some Ash pops from uh, Evil Dead. Nice. Ash Ketchum, uh, okay. Yeah, Ash Ketchum. Um, <laughs> I got an, some alien ones. Oh, the Xenomorph? Uh, yeah. Uh, Red. I got a giant Michael Myers. Uh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Dude, you got yeah more than I do. I think I got, I have probably eight in box, maybe two or three out of the box. Oh, that a shitload. I'll, I'll send you a picture. Of the I don't want it. I'm going to burn it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to fucking send it to you. <laughs> uh, you have to burn your phone, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to print them out and then I'm going to burn them take a picture yeah. of me burning them and then yeah. I'll send it to you look at this right here I'm wasting my ink there you go how about that <laughs> <laughs> got you there huh yeah 
Oh, man. Well, it's been about an hour and 45 minutes of us joking around talking Sega and other consoles that kind of relate to Sega. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we're just so goofy with each other. It just kind of just digresses into insanity anyway, so... <laughs> no, no matter what, I mean, as long as yeah. I've known, as long as I've known you, I think we both been pretty much rather insane yeah. with each other, right? Because like, well, yeah, that's how you have the most fun. Like, you just be, you know, say goofy and weird shit all the time, and and fuck, it's great, and fuck, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do? I mean, come on, fuck. I mean, like, exactly, but fuck, you know. Like, <laughs> I think we've killed that joke. I think it's actually in the ground now. Like it's in my butt. Fuck. <laughs> 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 All right, we still got a little humor left in this one. Hold oh, on. <laughs> always, dude. Always. You have to, like, yeah. You just gotta have fun with it. But uh, you, revi- you revived it. Oh yeah. Um, I revived my butt. <laughs> Oof, goodness. Uh, nobody needs that. It stinks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Smelled like something died in there. It's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, shit. So, because I want to say, now that I'm thinking about it, the 32X, I think they came out in in, car, in cardboard boxes, the game. 32X? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was cardboard boxes for those games, like, and there, there weren't very many. Genesis was always the plastic. Plastic, box. yeah. They did have some cardboard iterations, though. The Gargoyles cardboard one goes for like two to $300. Yeah, I've never was around those. I may have seen them. Yeah, I've seen them, but I was never, yeah. I, I don't remember them as a kid. I definitely remember the plastic yeah. ones. Plastic boxes with the sharp ass edges. Mm-hmm. You'd be, like, you'd be like, like fiddling with a box and just like, ow, fuck. <laughs> the, uh, Dude, they, they are. They're actually really sharp. Because <laughs> uh, then when Sega Saturn came out, it was long boxes in the States, but over in Japan, it was like the same size as like the PlayStation, uh, you know, like little CD case. And then obviously Dreamcast was a CD case. But uh, remember, case, like, yeah. remember the bottom of the Dreamcast? There was like different like little circles on the disc itself. Uh, the disc, yes. I do remember Yeah, because I think they were, I think it was called like GDU or something, like the actual disc. There, there was like a name for it. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> You're good. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, bud. Well, uh, I think that probably about does it for Sega. We'll have to think of uh, something else to talk about. We can talk movies, music, or books, or whatever. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole, like, segments. Like, we'll do electronics, do the, do the eras, and... We could do like you know music. Music, I feel like is a multiple episode one. Like oh, absolutely, way too much out there. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get through some topics. All right, bud. Well, uh, thanks for doing this with me once again, and uh, I will publish it uh, probably here momentarily. Very good. I will listen to it and cringe at it. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, I'm actually. I think these are. You know, entertaining. They are, man, and uh, I, I, I tend to get a lot of uh, decent feedback from uh, the homies that listen to this. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, you know, you gotta, you gotta sample your own supply, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, bud. Well, uh, have a good night, and I'll, uh, I'll call you another time, bud. Sounds good, brother. All right, bro. Thanks. Good night. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Marshall Media Montage, episode 25, where I talk Sega with my buddy Richard. Thanks for the support and love, and have a good night, everybody.